Goofy, red, unidentifiable, mutt of a dog, sweet, very loving. And one of Frankie's favorite things to do was to run as far as she could, as fast as she could, for as long as she could. And any chance she felt that she was not attached to a leash or if she could figure out that the door was open, that's exactly what she was going to do. Not that she was a bad dog, not that she didn't want to be at home with me and, and Lucy the Beagle or anything like that. It's just she loved to run. And one day I was packing up my car, getting ready to go do something, and I had the dogs in the backyard and was taking stuff out the front door. And between all the back and forth of the car in the backyard, I let the dogs in before I latched the front door, and it only took Frankie about three seconds to figure out that that door was unlatched. And out the door she went, and down the street, and off we were going. And in that moment, I sort of panicked, um, because if Frankie got too much of a head start on me, I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to get her back. This was shortly after we had moved to Birmingham, so strange neighborhood that she's running around. And so dressed sort of like I am right now, minus the stole, but my, my fancy shirt and, and, and heavy jeans and, and all of that, I ran out the front door after Frankie, screaming, yelling, looking probably absolutely ridiculous. And as I started running down the street, the thought went through my mind that I had left my other dog, Lucy, sort of to her own devices. And Lucy doesn't like to run. I don't know if you've ever been around beagles, but they tend to be um, very content to be on a couch. And so I just sort of figured she would stay at the house. And so I kept running, trying to catch up with Frankie. I could keep an eyesight with her. I'm not a runner, but we just kind of kept going at it and trying desperately to get Frankie before she gets up near a big road and gets hurt. Now, about halfway through here, when I have to stop and catch my breath, I look down, and sure enough, there is Lucy, my also not very athletic beagle, who has been apparently traipsing along right behind me, trying to keep up as we are both frantically trying to catch uh, Frankie. We'll skip to the end. Frankie gets found. Fortunately, a neighbor hears my um, sort of crazy screaming and yelling and, and manages to catch her. And, and Frankie gets brought back home, and Lucy gets brought back home, and everybody gets locked up, and I go off and do what I had to do that day. And I offer that just because we get this story about Jesus. You know, he tells us the parable about the lost sheep. And I don't understand sheep. I have not spent a lot of time around sheep. I don't understand the calculation that might go through your mind as a shepherd when one gets lost, why you would leave 99 to go find the one. But I do sort of understand why you might make a risky decision to go and try to catch one dog that's running full tilt away from you and just hoping that the other dog is going to be okay. And I also know that sense of relief once you find the lost dog and once you know that the other dog is fine and everybody is back home where they're supposed to be. And I think that's some of what Jesus is telling us in these parables of lost things, right? That God really does want us to be back home, to be where we are safe, and that God will seek us out and find us. But I think Jesus is also doing something else, because these parables actually aren't told for the sinners and tax collectors that apparently are around Jesus in the crowd. These parables are told for the benefits of the scribes and the Pharisees that showed up and they are not happy that Jesus is eating with sinners and tax collectors, right? If we remember just a little bit before, Jesus had been at a Pharisee's table, and so sort of their social credit 
is going down. They thought they had an important guest in Jesus, but now Jesus is out there not hanging out with the right sorts of folks. And parables are tricky things. They're supposed to comfort people, but they're also supposed to make people uncomfortable. And so when I think Jesus tells the parables about the lost sheep and the lost coin so that the scribes and the Pharisees can hear it, he's saying to them that in the community of God, sometimes we have to be willing to make risky decisions and to be vulnerable. Sometimes you have to leave the comfort of the temple or the church or the socially acceptable tables at which you like to be seen and have meals and go out and find people that are not necessarily running away because they're bad or scared, but maybe that's just how they are and they need to be brought home too. That we have to, as the community of God, be willing to make that risky decision. I think he tells the bit about the coins to remind them that they may think they're very important, but one coin is worth just as much as another coin. And so you may have nine at home, but you still want to find the other one because it's worth just as much of each of those individual coins that aren't lost. And so I think in these parables we hear good news. If we are running as fast and far away as we can from God for whatever reason, that God and hopefully the community of God is running after us to welcome us back home and to celebrate us. But if we feel comfortable and have our community of faiths and feel that we are grounded, I think Jesus is also telling us that we need to remember to take risk and be willing to be vulnerable to go and find those that need to be brought home and need to be celebrated. Amen. Amen.